Should we start ordering from Uber Eats now? I could be down for like some Korean. I've never done Korean if it's not like at a Korean barbecue place. What if we just lit a fire right here in the middle of your living room and just... Do you like sushi? Oh, you just don't like pokey, right? I'd be down for sushi. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Damn, that smells bomb. Well, dig in. Hey guys, this is Gino from Welp Dig In. I wanted to reintroduce myself quickly while Tom finishes up his Philly roll. What's that, Tom? Just a second. This is a fun episode, guys. There's a lot of twists and turns, so hang on tight. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast when you're done listening. You no, know, I'm just people are like, oh, this. Looks like we're just finishing up those rolls now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best lovers are the best lovers. Don't know what it's gonna be. Fucking with a nigga like me. It'd be sick if we could get, uh, you know, like on uh, like uh, 92.3, Power 106, you have like, this is Drake. And you know, when I do interviews with all those other radio right. stations, it's just industry bull. <laughs> <laughs> what up, what up? This is Kendrick Lamar. You know, all that other stuff is just industry bull. Yeah. But when I'm on 92.3, that's family. <laughs> But when I'm on was it, but when I'm on Welp Dig In, you know that's family. Bro, this episode should be live. Should it? Okay. And we're live with Tom and Gino. So what's up, Gene? How's the iced coffee? Feels good to be podcasting in the morning, don't it? In front of this beautiful live studio audience. Yeah. Yesterday I was at the clinic, the weed store, and you know how they take your temperature, like kind of everywhere you go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got they took my temperature at the mechanic. <laughs> so I was at the clinic. Dude in front of me uh, is getting his temperature <laughs> checked, and uh, the lady does it, and she's like, "What the?" And then she goes, "Hold A on, thousand degrees." <laughs> the opposite yeah <laughs> he's ice cold bro yeah she was like 89 degrees and then he was like i don't know <laughs> like, he starts to turn into like vampire an alien from men in black <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like huh, i don't know <laughs> she like did it to herself she was like 95 and then she did it to somebody else she's like 97 back to him to and he was like a loaded gun <laughs> i thought this was a temperature gauge who switched out my temperature gauge? Bros, did I tell you the time that I got uh, dog edibles at the weed store? Yeah, but maybe somebody else hasn't heard. <laughs> well, I got it at the weed store and I asked the lady, I was like, do you, uh, do you know anyone who's like, use this? And she goes, well, nah, it's usually just for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Have I told you the time I was in there during an earthquake? Yeah, you have told me that, but maybe La somebody else that's listening hasn't heard. Yeah, last Fourth of July, me and Nick went to the went to CCA. Yeah, we're in the bro. That was room. just all of us celebrating Independence Day, my guy. That was no earthquake. <laughs> it's America's birthday. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so I'm in the way. Me and Nick are in the waiting room. Earthquake. This one bud tender like quickly springs into action, like they'd been prepared for like an emergency earthquake, yeah. like to happen she goes everyone out single file line left door and everybody just like followed her lead yeah we all get out there and we're all just kind of like standing outside in the parking lot of this weed of this weed store which is also right next to pergoletta same parking lot yeah we're all standing out there and this one dude was just like freaking the fuck out he was like was the earthquake centered in Yellowstone? Was it in Yellowstone? Oh, because that would mean that it's like the end of the of the end of, of the, the world. world. He was, yeah, if like the uh, if Old Faithful, <laughs> yeah, if Old Faithful really explodes, it's like a volcano over there. He even said he was like, because if it's in Yellowstone, it's hell on earth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he. <laughs> and then there was also Damn. this big ass dude dressed in dressed up like a pink like fluffy dress, holding a pink dog. Wow. Uh, and he was so funny because he was on the cell phone. And it was like right after the earthquake. And I could just hear him being like, pick my ass up, motherfucker. Lately, I've been walking around the Echo Park Lake again. I'm walking down the street. I see this lady start to talk to me, but I have my headphones in. So I pull them out, and then she goes, do you know who won the election? And she was like a really, like an older, like kind of frail woman, maybe like in her like early 70s or late 60s, kind of like bony, a little frail, like small, like kind of like a, you would imagine, like a cute grandma, like a little petite woman. Um, yeah, so she says, do you know who won the election? So I'm like, uh, yeah, like I think that Biden won. I'm pretty sure Biden won. And she's like, oh, when did like when did it happen? She's also like Eastern European-y kind of, if that like paints the picture a little bit more, but I'm not going to like carry on this whole conversation from what she sounded like, but it was something like that. And Can you uh, give us a taste? Uh, uh, how, when did the decision come out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> 
Who won the election? <laughs> yeah, me down here, the small Eastern European woman. Yeah. So I was like, uh, Biden, I think. And she's like, when did you wait? Like, when did it come out or whatever? And I was like, I guess like November like 10th, November 11th and November 10th. So she goes on this whole tirade about how terrible Trump is, how amazing Biden is, how it's so sad that Ivanka being like a beautiful, smart person has to deal with her dad being this terrible uh, just piece of shit, basically. And then I recognized her. I knew I'd seen her before. It turns out that she lives in the apartment building across the street from me. And if you see the facade of this apartment building, there's uh, printouts, like eight and a half by 11s, black and white printed out on all the windows that have a map, like kind of a crudely designed map of the United States. And each state says Democratic winner on it, on, on every single state. And then there's a picture of Joe Biden with his arms crossed, kind of cropped at the waist, proudly winning those states in each in each printout. And these are all over the front of her apartment building. So I once I recognized that I knew that she knew who won the election. So it, then then like all the dots that I'd connected just kind of fell apart suddenly. And I told her, you live across the street from me, right? I've seen you up there before. You've been painting your house blue. And then she starts bawling just sobbing just breaks into tears and explains that she's been doing upkeep on her house finally after having not touched it for the last two years her husband died in 2018 and she's crying her eyes out like inconsolably crying and i have to be like i'm so sorry that's so hard to deal with uh but it's obvious that you loved your husband very much you know how lucky that you were to be able to have somebody like this in your life for the amount of time that you did and you have to reflect on the good on how great it was for you to experience this how sad would it have been if you didn't get to have you know this person in your life and just trying to think of any way to just make her feel better and under other circumstances that maybe i like would have hugged her or something because she was like really really crying and was very like just small and old like it's not it's somebody that's just like asking to like be hugged you know and at a what certain, are you waiting for? Give me a hug. At a certain point, at a certain point, I was trying really hard not to be like, look, I can relate. I just got broken up with by my girlfriend a week ago. <laughs> Yesterday. You packed your bags and walked away I'm here to say Thanks to change in any way Like flowers need the raindrops Need the life of you Got your flu. 
my phone that just says diarrhean. <laughs> like that's a race of I think people. That's a race of people. <laughs> Have you spent like such a long amount of time like traversing the universe and shit trying to find a new place for civilization <laughs> if this is like alien like alien three is you're like we're on the brink of extinction you finally find a place that supports life but all the people are diarrheans you'd be like uh-uh. <laughs> they call their diarrhea people it's a bowel movement <laughs> yeah we're diarrheans we're a part of the bowel movement that's a new uh, 1950s bowel movement. <laughs> it was huge in the jazz. Scene. You know, it would be so disappointing is if there was no other intelligent life across the universe, right? Wouldn't that be weird if the universe is is literally infinite? It goes on for infinity, and to think that all of this, all of this, is basically like we're this we're the most intelligent people that exist across in a completely limitless you know damn it just that would be crazy I kind it of would almost you think feel it that like way, it seems like it doesn't it seems irrational to think that there couldn't be other intelligent life because it's like how i don't know it's just too big that like, would almost that even, would almost lead to more questions you know what i mean yeah. that would be more confusing than yeah being than just invaded accepting. by aliens or something honestly like when it comes to like subjects like that like I can't even wrap my mind around them. I don't even know if I, I if I, I don't even feel like I can like participate in these conversations. Aww. What are your thoughts on whole like uh, different reality? Like reality oh things? yeah, like uh, yeah. Do you the believe mul- in the, that? Mul- the, the multiverse? This is another. I don't know. Great, do you believe I in God? I mean, this is crazy. I mean, episode five, and we're in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> I feel like of all of the scenarios, I definitely want to believe in God. Yeah. But it's also like the weird thing too is like your, your perception of God is whatever millennia of people before you have understood God to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like God is really just a placeholder term for like a creator being or like some, yeah, like some ethereal otherworldly entity that keeps all the checks and balances and everything. And so God could, I mean, the, I mean, the chances that there is a God, you know, how do you even approach that? How do you even approach yeah. that? But then the chances that God is like, uh, Joseph Smith thinks he is the guy who started Mormonism or the chance that God is like the people during the crusades thought he was, or the chance that God is like the disciples and the, you know, the people in like 30 BC AD or whatever. Shit, I mean, even like it's right like, you now, know, like the God in you know for like hindus is going to be way different than the god everybody would be disappointed when we find out that actual god is the god that the westboro baptist church has been screaming about this whole time it turns (laughs) like like if there's just like a wheel of fortune of who god is going to be and it just so happens that That the westboro baptist church was right this whole time (laughs) everyone was like god god damn it It's your old friend Duncan here. Sorry, I got a whisper. Everyone was sleeping. I woke up thinking about chili. Uh, more importantly, I guess I was thinking about the time when your grandma was going through with the cumin problem. Um, 
you know, cumin is is very important and a good chili. I I've made a couple crock pots in my day, and I um, I say go for go for the full tablespoon. Uh, yeah, well, I'm loving the podcast. Keep doing your thing, guys. Uh, I'll be tuning in soon. Time to go make breakfast. Okay, goodbye. Valerie, Valerie, yeah, Valerie. Valerie. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, EDC documentary made by EDC? Was that when there was like the people get married in it? At there was that. It was like multiple oh, vignettes yeah. of people there was going. Like the, the firefighters who are polyamorous. Remember that he built Damn, his own. Yes. Like this dude built his own like uh, like sensory deprivation tank kind of thing and it was just all, all these ravers who lived in the same house and they all like fucked and raved and all that day. was the crazy shit is that they were like uh yeah like i'm a fireman she's a dentist he's a trash collector right <laughs> but when we're at edc we're all one but the funniest squad was uh the wolf pack remember those group of dudes died. from ecstasy yeah yeah but yeah. it was like obviously like a so we're taking ecstasy in his honor <laughs> no they were their whole thing was like no we don't do drugs but oh. this is where the whole like you could tell that this movie was made by edc came into play because they were yeah. trying to change the image of like it was propaganda. not everybody who goes to edc is just doing drugs and yeah. raving it was anti-drug propaganda right and then there's also that EDC. kid in the wheelchair and he felt like that electronic music was like the only thing that gave him joy and it was just like him like yeah in the wheelchair in the in the and then uh and then tiesto does the drop and he suddenly his legs start wobbling and he Bro, gets out of the wheelchair and is standing i don't know if that shit's still popping though is not with, edc not with COVID. Is e- oh yeah obviously not with COVID. i think it's still popping is for it sure yeah You know what might be the, the wackest name. album is the fucking uh, Numb on... The, what is yeah. it? I was just going to say, I feel no, like the, one, one of the, the collab with Jay-Z. Ever. Yeah, it's trash. What was it called? Numb Encore was the track. I don't even know if that was like the out al- They did a whole album together. That's what I mean. Yo, a really whack album, I bet, was... Uh, what was the one where it was like... Uh, it was like Rage Against the Machine but also with public enemy or something yeah and also it was like a super group of like old dudes that used to be like political disruptors <laughs> like 20 years ago yeah. i went on a, i went on a date with a girl who was uh flavor flav's niece no way yeah her name was uh naiche it was crazy Wait, was this I didn't the dj screw nah d- bro that was that one was wild but no this girl was naiche she was Flavor Flav's niece through marriage. Her aunt had married Flavor Flav, and they had three kids together. So every time she went to like family reunions and stuff, Flavor Flav was there because he had three kids with her aunt. They all had little clocks. <laughs> the second date that we went on, she hit me up and was like, pick a number between one and ten. And I'm still in the like very fragile area of beginning to date somebody where something like that is like weird to hear because I think like what, (laughs) like what do you mean? And I picked like three or something, and then she told me that that number corresponded to what we would then go and do on the upcoming like Monday that like Labor Day or something everyone had off from work. So she says just meet me at Grand Central Station at like eight or something. So I go to all the way to Grand Central Station at eight in the morning and we get on a train 
and go two and a half hours north to this place called Beacon where there's a uh, like a modern art museum and spend the whole day together. And you, you, you could imagine like second date, like that's crazy. And when I got to Grand Central Station and we got on the, on, the, on the train and she told me what we were doing, once we're sitting on the train and have already run out of shit to talk about in the first like 10 minutes of being together, she looks at me and she goes, why is your face so red? One time, I was living with you at the time, but so I'm sure you've heard this, but one time I went on a date with a chick and in the date, I was just zoning out, uh, in the date, uh, she goes, uh, yeah, I have this blankie right she like i can't sleep without this blankie and like till it goes on and on and on about this fucking blankie that she has <laughs> and then uh <laughs> so already i'm kind of like checked out at that point of the day because i'm like this chick is fucking nuts <laughs> you know <laughs> so like uh i drop her off i go home on my drive home she sends me all these pictures of her with this fucking with the blankie, blankie. And then I get home, like, once I'm done driving, so it had been, like, an hour since I last saw her, I just text her, I go, I don't think this is going to yeah. work. <laughs> but it'd be so embarrassing to send somebody a picture of you in a blankie and then get broken up with next Yeah, it's next. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she this is the same girl who goes, who goes, uh, do you like movies? And I'm like, yeah. Well, have you seen Kangaroo Jack? <laughs> How did That's you it. how did you meet this person? At school. Wow. One time I got like yeah, like uncomfortably stoned on a first date with a chick and that was awful. I could imagine. I had to like lay down in her back seat and chill out for a while and she had to drive. <laughs> in her back seat? Yeah. Really? And she was just bumping. This is another band super group. She was just blasting the transplants. What's the Do you remember that band? No. It was uh, Rancid with Travis Barker. Oh, my God. I hooked up with her like a couple of times and then I ran into her friend and then her friend goes... Uh, Man, was it weird for you to be like the side dude? And I found out that she had had a boyfriend the whole time and I had no idea. Really? Yeah. Whoa. And one time I had taken her to Low End Theory, hooked up with her at Low End Theory, and her boyfriend was there and saw. It's just it just seems so weird to have like this love triangle where everybody happens to go to Low End Theory. <laughs> Like the background of this whole like love triangle like secret tryst is like the gas lamp killer. Yeah, the gas lamp killer is the is the marionette guy, you know, behind he's the puppet master. Felt like we were doing something big, man. Felt like yeah. I remember I, no, but like when we did go to Low End Theory, like <laughs> nah, people you, would yeah. say like Yo, this is just like CBGBs with punk. Like this is, but we're Jeez. this is about to be this something is CBGB, huge. CBGB, but beats and CBGB Daddy CBGB but beats. Daddy Kev is uh, Daddy Kev is Lou Reed. That seems like the closest equivalent socially to where we are right now. Making this podcast, yeah, it was like, like the, the early our, days. Like, of our punk. social sphere right here is basically like if we were in New York in the seventies, we'd be right with them. Right, they would be our contemporaries. They would hear this podcast and they'd say, "This is far out punk." This is maybe this is you guys should this be honest. CBGBs. <laughs> this is this is CBGBs quality podcast punk stuff. People need to hear this. <laughs> you guys are the voice of the people. 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 People.
Myself and Kendall Jenner are on a stage being rambunctious in front of a crowd of people and all of us look like we're like drunk because we just keep chanting Mary and it makes no sense. And this woman goes, this is why you shouldn't drink alcohol, you degenerates. And I said, fuck you. You, you, you. And then after that, a calendar is overlaid over the image like in an old movie or something with the dates just flying off the calendar and it's representative of Seattle during a torrential downpour and each day on the calendar flying by is a day that she refuses to let me into her house figuratively to get me out of the rain she hates me that much damn isn't that crazy crazy. I'd never ever had a dream before where there was like a editorial technique that was used to illustrate part of the dream it was me Me, nick Nick, and and ryan Ryan. were going to a mcdonald's in the middle of the day but i was being played by leonardo dicaprio bullshit i swear on everything i wrote it in my phone at like four o'clock in the morning like what the fuck so me nick and ryan are sitting at this table at mcdonald's waiting for our food to be called ryan goes Yo, we should go see that band called Manhunter tonight. And then me and Nick laugh and be like, yo, that sounds gay. Manhunter? And then at that same moment, the camera goes away from our table to a different table where there's two firemen having a super emotional conversation about how much importance this that this meal has to them and their family and that they're like through generations of firefighters in the older firefighter is being played by Cheech Marone. Okay? Then my food gets called. As I, Leonardo DiCaprio, am walking to go get my food, at that same moment, the thing turns into a music video slash commercial for an, like an upcoming Pixar movie, movie where Shakira is a dancing crab. She comes into the McDonald's like crab dancing then it's like this like couple minute music video then i leonardo dicaprio challenge shakira who's a crab into a crab dance off and then the dream ended wow Remember I told you about the dream where uh, one of my songs had finally gotten popular and I was so rich suddenly because I got an advance from the like major label that I got signed to off of my one song. that i decided to just rent a really nice car for the day instead of being like fuck it i'm buying like a bentley and i drive to like a diner or something like that and i park in the parking lot and i see another super nice car next to me and i go inside and i see that jay-z and beyonce are eating in there right now and all these people are just sitting around kind of whispering to each other and looking at jay-z and beyonce and just doing the starstruck like oh my god it's them oh my god it's them type of shit but because I'm suddenly super famous, we see each other and it's like, Jay, <laughs> you know, like, and I walk up and they're just like, it's your boy. But I walk up and I'm just kind of like, 
like hey and they're like tom what's up like it's so good to see you congrats on your new song and your advance and stuff like that and i'm like thank you how are you guys doing and they're like good it's just annoying like when we go out and all these people are just like watching us and taking photos and stuff like that And i'm like i can relate i'm like jay before i leave though can you just do me one favor and he's like anything what do you need and i was like could you just tell me what the difference is between my car and your car and i just cue him up to say that line from uh imaginary player where he goes about 30 to 40 grand cocksucker beat it <laughs> and i'm like thanks jay i appreciate that see you beyonce and then i bounce you probably have on my dick right there right in front of your bitch ask me some stupid shit like yo yo dog what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 like 30 to 40 grand cocksucker beat it spit that other shit that's a nice motherfucker shit fed time follow me around he cover shit nigga you bear money i'm all year money i'm popping you ain't gotta count it it's all live money i never change money because niggas got strange money knocked up marked up fucked up in the game money you know what i still think of when i think of jay-z though uh the uber driver Oh yeah! Oh my God! That was that was the same Uber driver where we saw the accident happen right yeah. in front of us, right? Yeah, we had just left the the rave with Aaron and Eric. It was like three o'clock in the morning. This dude picks us up. He's driving us a Mercedes Benz. Is our Uber? Remember this? Yep. He looked like LL Cool J. This car in front of us. I f- it looked like the dude like fell asleep at the wheel type of shit because out of nowhere this car just drifted into a parked car and like the car like got it like jumped. air yeah it got the like car, air the car hit the other car and then lifted like four feet into the air yeah and then the guy got out of that car and was just shocked our uber driver stops gets out of the car remember this shit yells at yells to him something in spanish in this car ride this uber driver kept like harping on the fact he was like yeah i just do this part-time i just do this part-time i actually got a house in calabasas and that i and i live next to Derek fisher <laughs> he kept saying shit like that and then when i told him i was working for the clippers at the time he was like oh you know this lady and i was like no nah, not really and he's like yeah i fucked that bitch she had some hairy titties and then uh at the end he we were pulling up to our crib which was like right next to a jack-in-the-box and then we all went in us three went into this jack-in-the-box at like 3 30 a.m yeah and he told us that this dude who lives on his block regularly sucks jay-z's dick that's crazy crazy <laughs> yeah that's, that's wild bro the shit you learn from uber drivers i got two great uber experiences one was with you and uh the other one was with me tony and duncan uh we're driving back to the pad in santa monica and uh t- <laughs> it's just like silent in this uber and then tony's in the back seat with me and just fucking rips ass <laughs> yeah and then uh just like i'm like me and duncan are both like trying our hardest not to laugh and then the uber driver out of nowhere and goes roll down the fucking window <laughs> and then tony's like uh my bad my bad <laughs> damn yeah one time i had an uber driver and I, I must have this written down somewhere because this shit shocked me when i heard it but this uber driver was tell so i might so some details might be a little shady one time i was with this uber driver and this dude told me that it was like a day it was like a weekend or something 
he picks up this couple early in the morning and it's really obvious that they're both drunk already. Like they've just been at the beach like partying and stuff. And they're in the car and this woman in the back and this dude start to get in a heated argument, crazy argument. And uh, the Uber driver is like, they're starting to like get like violent with each other in the back seat. So the Uber driver is like, I'm going to pull over right here and you guys got to get out of my car. Like, I can't deal with this right now. And they kind of go like, oh, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. So he's like, okay, we're So he starts driving again. They're on the freeway. They start arguing again, like just going at it. And now this time the woman opens the door like next to her boyfriend and pushes him out or something and pushes this fool out while they're driving. That's what the fool said. I'm sure that I'm forgetting some little like parts along the way, but this dude said that the woman opened up his door somehow and pushed him out and he flew out of the car while they were driving. They pull over, the Uber driver's tripping. They like get the guy back again. He says like, "Oh, it's all good. It's all good or something." And they get back in the car and uh, as they keep driving, the woman ends up pulling a a tampon out of herself and puts it in the dude's mouth oh, and the come Uber on. driver said that he could see it from the rearview mirror and it looked like spaghetti was coming out of this dude's mouth when he bit down on the tampon Hey guys, Gino again. There's a time and a place when you should eat spaghetti, and it's not in the back of an Uber. There's also a time and a place when to end a podcast, and it's here, and it's now. So until tomorrow, be good, alright?